I don't know if you get the honor of watching the reluctant astronaut. If anybody ever remember that with Don Knotts, this is Don Knotts, the reluctant astronaut. No, no. no. This is Pastor Charles, who's uh, overseeing the liftoff of our elevator up to Adventureland Kids Ministry. So, anything you want to bring to uh, our attention today? Well, you guys are already, we're on the same page on the same mission today, our kids are doing the same message that you're doing, and we're just, we're just blasting off an adventure this year, and man, we want God's blessing. But pray for our children's ministry, pray for our teens, pray for our youth, and I just want to, you know, just say thank you for all that you guys have done, and man, 2022 is going to be an amazing year, and just watch what happens. Invite, tell, you take, take pictures, send it to your friends, we're going to make sure they have a great time coming here. Yeah, I had a grandma get on the phone and, and just got on the phone with her kids and live and just says, look what your kids are missing today. So, you know, but that's just what we want. We want to create an excitement for our students and our kids. So let me get out of the way because he's got to preach. So here you go. Anyway, bye. Do you have a name yet? Captain, no, no, we got to have Captain something. We got to think of a good name for, for uh, Pastor Charles there and making Adventureland a new experience. And so uh, we're excited uh, about that. So I hope you enjoyed Church in a Box. Uh, was that a, a, and those of you that hablo espanol, I hope you watched the, the dual translation. Uh, uh, they did an amazing, uh, amazing job. Love to your feedback on that because believe it or not, next year Christmas is on Sunday. So we're going to have a challenge of what we're going to uh, do then. So uh, never, know never know. You never know about us. We might show up again and sing to you a Christmas carol. So. <laughs> but we set a bold, crazy goal for the end of the year and believe in God for two roofs, one in Burundi, Africa, with the vineyard there that we partner with, with pastors uh, Anani and Claret. And uh, they, they needed a whole new roof. I mean, they literally tore off their whole structure. We are repairing our entire roof. And so we set a bold goal for $70,000. Now, I know there was a corporate gasp when I said that. And we announced it, I mean, just sometime in December. And everybody, you could hear that. It was like, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, that's going to be it. That's going to take, take a big God to make that happen. Did we pray? We prayed. You heard, you gave. Let's see the total here. $71,780. I mean, that... Yes. You know, it could have been just right under it. I would have rounded it off if it was right under it. But God had to say, no... I always do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. Yes. I mean, that's just an unbelievable. And I want you to see the church in Burundi sent us a thank you. They spent all night, when they got their building done, they spent all night in worship in the church. Show them the video of them worshiping uh, in, in the Burundi vineyard. This is why we love to go here. Turn it up. They're dancing under the new roof. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Come on. That's that's the worship right there. You got to understand, when we went there, that's the new roof under the stage. When we went there last year, they weren't doing that. 
Now, we didn't bring dance to them. We're not, she can dance, I can't. But what we did bring was a renewal in the spirit breaking off of the church, kind of that old roof. They had a covering over them of, of leaders that were suppressing worship. They weren't, they weren't joyful. They were told that... They weren't blessing you, women in leadership. They, they, were, they, were, they were mouthing and tearing down the, the leaders. And so we confronted it, and God set it free. And so that's their way of, you know, so we, we've been able to be a new covering for them and a, a new roof. And so uh, thank you for being yes. the generous church that you are. So let's Praise give the Lord a name. hand for that. Yes. It's exciting. It's exciting. You know, we, we take seriously the beginning of the year. The whole year is important. But for me, setting the course last year, God set us on the book of Revelation course. And we plowed through it six, seven months every week. We'd read right before worship. I mean, some of you went through it. We read the whole chapter, whatever we were covering. I mean, there were times that Pastor Kim stood up and, and read, you know, about the mark of the beast and heads. I mean, it, it was tough. It was a hard plow, but it did something to us as a church. I think it, it just formed us in worship and deeper ways. And so uh, this, this year, we feel like the Lord's given us a, 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 a focus uh, and for the year. Uh, that will, you know, I'm, I'm not speaking for your personal life, but I hope you'll come along uh, with us as a church because I believe this is what the Lord's called us to uh, in, in, in this coming year. And we're going to focus for the month of uh, January on one verse of the Bible. Uh, it's a prayer. And it's a prayer that back in the 80s, uh, I was uh, uh, pastoring on Sanibel, my wife and I. Uh, she wasn't pastoring then because we were in a system that didn't allow women to be in leadership. And so uh, I was at a convention uh, that we were part of. And, and one of my heroes was there uh, speaking. His name was Jack Taylor, who went to be with the Lord last year. Uh, Jack was an amazing leader in the kingdom of God for 85 plus years. And so we, a couple buddies of mine and I invited ourselves up to his motel room. He invited us. And so we talked to him for a little while. And then we said, you know, can, can you pray for us? And we were like, you know, uh, he, so we got down on our knees. I've only done that a couple times to people in my life, and I wasn't bowing before him, but he was just a significant leader. And he prayed a prayer over me. I had no idea that it was right out of the Bible, because this is the early 80s, and it was the Jabez prayer. It became very popular in the year 2000, 2003, by Bruce Wilkerson, who wrote a book, a little book called The Jabez Prayer. And it's a great little book. And the church kind of went through it. It was a, a kind of a, a wave of uh, uh, good things. But the Lord began to speak to us. Uh, he's been speaking to me about that this is going to be a breakout year. Before I got to that prayer, and I was just like, Lord, I don't know what that means. But he was showing me different verses in the Bible about expanding on the right and on the left and lengthening your cords and strengthening your stakes and basically enlarging the place of, of where you worship your tent. And so I don't have any plans. We don't have any plans to build anything or do anything like that. I'm just saying that, that we feel that God wants to anchor us in this prayer for the year. Now, we're going to focus on it for the month of January, but I'm hoping, uh, nothing hidden agenda here, I'm hoping that it'll catch in your spirit, and that before you know it, that you're going to pray for all year. This will be kind of our corporate 
prayer. So I want to pick up in the Bible and one of the most boring sections that you'll ever find in First Chronicles. If you want, if you can't sleep, try to read verse chapter one, two, three, getting to four, and it's it's all these hard names of people that gave birth to other hard name people that gave birth to other hard name people, and there's all you know all this linen. It's very important to the Israelites. It's like walking in a graveyard and you see all these stones and you imagine the lives that are behind them, but you don't know anything about them. And most of these people you don't know anything about, but their name made it in the Bible, and so I'm sure they're happy uh, about that. But right in the middle of this, uh, with no father mentioned, over and over again it mentions the father, the father begot, the father begot, the father. Now there's no mention of a father, but there is going to be this kind of meteorite that shoots through right in the middle of this, out of nowhere. It's, a, it's an obscure uh, uh, scripture. So I want you to, I'm just going to read it to you first. First uh, uh, Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 and 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. A lot is the implication here. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm or evil so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. That takes you back to the beginning of verse 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, we, there's so much about him that we don't know. Uh, there, there, we don't, there, there's, there's, and any time in the Bible when there's, there's this kind of obscurity that leaves room for the imagination, he's inviting you to find your story in this story, to find your pain in his pain, to find a place in your life where you could feel what he felt. It doesn't tell us much about him, doesn't say, no mention of having a dad. It just says that his mother named him Pain. How would you like to have a name like that? I thought about that old Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue. You know, and if you remember that. Anyway, you don't remember that song. It's a great song. Uh, anything but Sue. You know, and so, it, 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 it's a name that's a burden to bear. And it just said she bore him. The word Jabez is a similar sounding word to the Hebrew word for pain. So it's not exactly that she called him exactly, he's a pain in the rear, but she called him, and their culture, naming was so important to their future, their destiny, to who they were going to become, that she put, now we don't know, did the dad die? Because around his childbirth, did, did the dad leave her? Was she a single mom? I mean, it wasn't unusual for a woman to have pain in childbirth. Maybe it was hemorrhaging and horrible uh, pain. Maybe there was some crippling thing that happened. We don't know what happened. All we know is that his birth resulted in pain. It resulted in a bad beginning that didn't end bad. It, it, it gives you the ending at the beginning of verse 9. He was more honorable than all his brother. That's the end of his life. It's like, fast forward to tape, you get to the end, and he's head and shoulders above all those that they thought were going to be better than him. If they were betting on who's going to win the race, it wouldn't have been Jabez. He's a loser. 
He's got a bad name. He's got a bare pain. And so how did we go from horrible beginning to an incredible ending? That's where you find the Jabez prayer. Now, this isn't Christian magic. You know, a lot of people take this prayer, and I want to be careful on the front end of the series not to over warn you. And I, pastors can do that. It's like a doting parent, you know, that so afraid their kid's going to do something and get hurt that they don't let their kid do anything. You know, it's like warning, 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 warning. You know, sometimes the best thing you can do for your kid, let them go out in the nastiest ditch and just roll around in it for a while. I'm old school parenting, so you don't have to worry about so many antibiotics. You get them all the germs they can get out of that nasty ditch. We drove our bicycles behind mosquito trucks when we were kids. That was our entertainment. In Florida, you grow up chasing a mosquito truck. It was a fog machine to us. It didn't, didn't bother me a bit, yeah. And my mother, they didn't even stop. They just were riding her by. We thought it was great. Malathion, whatever it is they put in there, you know, just good for what ills you. So Jabez is not a Christian magic good luck charm that you hang on your icebox, you might even memorize it, and you quote it. It, it, That's not the point of this. This is a dangerous prayer. And I want us to just kind of enter into it with Jabez. How did he handle the pain in his life? Not as a victim, self-pity, not in condemnation, shame, all the things the devil likes to put on us. He loves to brand you, limit you, hinder you, tell you, oh, because you did this, you're never going to be able to be this. You, you blew it here, you missed God's first best, so you'll never get, you just got to settle for leftovers in your life. You, you just, and Jabez will teach us more about God than it does Jabez. It'll teach us about who our God is. And his perception, how he responds to who he knows his God to be. Now let's go to the story. So he's been branded with this name, Pain. Now what does he do? Verse 10. Jabez cries out to the God of Israel. Let me, I just want you to feel this. Now this isn't a one-time deal. The, the idea here is that he was known to be one who cried out to God. Now, he could have used the word prayer here. But he uses the word crying out. I've heard someone say, actually it was Jack Taylor that prayed over me. He said, I'm not sure if God hears all prayer, but I know God hears when we cry out in prayer. There's a difference between, oh Lord, I just want you to bless my family. And oh God, I need you to bless my family. He got a hold of a God that he believed in as the living God. He didn't just throw out the cry to whatever God might be out there. This is the living God that took his people out of Egypt, that parted the Red Seas. This is the God of Israel. And he knows a few things about this God that I hope we can get a hold of in this prayer. Number one in this prayer, he understands that his God is bigger than his pain. His God is not limited to his failure or his heartache or to his problems, circumstances, limitations. He had a God that he believed in that could make a difference in his life now. Not just someday I'm going to go to heaven. He could have just settled, well, someday I'm going to get to go to heaven and get out. No, there's a nowness to this prayer 
that I love. And I, I could give you multiple disclaimers. And, and they'll come. They'll come naturally. I just want you to dive in this thing. I want you to just get extreme with it. I want you to get crazy with it. Because God has no problem pruning the plant. But let it grow a little bit first. We tend to prune everything and we don't ever let it grow. It's like, well, you know, you got to make sure your motives. Well, you got to watch out that you're not being so. Oh, you got to look out. Oh, you got to watch out. You're not going to be in that positive confession. You're not going to. I've done all of that warning people. And they're good warnings. But the Holy Spirit's really good at going, mm, that's not good. I don't like the way you're praying that. And he'll check you. He'll, he'll tweak you. He'll, he'll get you. But I want you to first start with a God that's so big, that's so good, that we sang about this morning, that he wants to do what Jabez asked him to do. So what does he do? He cries out to God. There's four big requests. Number one. He said, I'm just going to run through them because we're going to unpack them in the weeks ahead. And then I'll give more disclaimers or I'll let Kim goo all the hard uh, disclaimer parts. And, and you know, but, but the problem is with, with, with our disclaimers is that we, we, we miss what's really missing, which is this. The Lord said to us uh, uh, a, a month or so ago before the men's retreat, he said, can I trust you with more? And, I mean, our first response, mine is, I've been around long enough, that when God says something like that, I want to go, question, more what? I want to be clear on this here. More problems? Mm, I'm, I'm here. I got it right here. More people in the church that just complain and gripe? Mm, no, I'll, I'll fail that. Don't test me. Can I trust you with more? And second of all, can you believe me for more? Those are two things we're going to anchor this year in. Can God trust the vineyard with more? I, I don't know all the more means. I don't think I'm supposed to know. I think I'm supposed to prepare my heart to say, Lord, I want to believe you bigger this year than I believed you last year. I, I want to I expand, as Jabez prays in a minute, I, I want you to expand my faith and my heart and, and, and my love for you. And, and, but, but he starts with this prayer. He says, oh God. And, and let me just say at the front end, where he says, oh God, that you might or would bless me. The word O-O-H could also be translated if. And it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a sacred conversation between God and his children when you make a vow that says, if you do this, then I will do that. Now, there's times in the Bible where God puts the if on us. If you'll do this, then I'll do this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the way, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. If then. This is re reverse. This is, this is God's child, his son, saying to the father, Father, if you will bless me, expand my borders, put your hand on me and keep me from harm. There's no then 
in these verses. So some argue he really didn't make a vow. My heart that I get as I've marinated in this is that this was a, this was a guy that took God serious and he said, God, if you really bless me a lot, then gave God a blank check. No qualifications. No, well, I'll do most anything you want me to do. Go wherever you want me to go. I want your blessing. That's what he said. If you will bless me, then whatever it took to become that honorable man is what Jabez was willing to do. When he asked for blessing here, the idea in the original language is almost like a double bless me, bless me. It's some translated in the old King James was, if you would bless me indeed. Or some translated, if you'll bless me a lot. It, it, it's, it's just an exaggerated, it's not just, it, let me say it this way. Some of you, this will date you and also denominationally identify you. But if you can remember the song, Mercy drops round us are falling, but for your showers we plead. Anybody know that? One, two, two Baptists here, three Baptists, okay. Going four, four Baptists. Uh, can I have five? Five Baptists. It's a great song. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing we pray. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers. We plead. See, we settle for mercy drops, and I'm happy for a mercy drop. If you're in a drought, you get a little, little to something. It's like a, it's something. And some people come to church and they're happy in worship. They just got a, they got a little mercy drop. It's a little dew left over from the presence of God. It just boop. I got a drop. I got a drop. Yes, and that's good. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not ungrateful for mercy drops. But Jabez didn't need a mercy drop to get out of where he was at. He needed the showers of blessing. He needed God to open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing that he couldn't contain. He needed God to do something that he couldn't do for himself. And that's bless me, Lord. It's not a self. Some one of the guys that I had some men from the men's retreat committed to pray this for 30 days and, and journal. And, and, and one of them had a great honest uh, concern. He said, yeah, it feels awful selfish to pray bless me a lot. But when you understand the kingdom, when you understand the heart of God, when you understand the greatness of his generosity, when you understand that, you know, the Bible says God loves what kind of giver? A grudging, complaining, to the roof thing. It's like, wow, I get to sow into the roof. God loves a cheerful. The idea in the Greek word is where we would get our word hilarious, giver. And why would God love a hilarious giver? Because he is a, that came to me. All these years, I've preached that, encouraged people don't give out of being guilted into it or pressured into it or if you don't give, God will go out of business. And, you know, you, you give out of a joyful heart because he's been good and blessed you. But when you get, I never got it until I was thinking about the greatness of asking for him to bless, is that God is a cheerful giver. He doesn't go, What? You, you what? You're asking again? You want another blessing? You just had a good blessing. Be happy with what you got. It's like that tight parent or the tight people. You know, it just, tight people are rarely happy people. 
And I know people that are really great with their finances, but they're so tight with them that they're no fun to be with. I like going out to eat with our best friends and he's in heaven now. And he'd look at me right before I'd go to order and he'd say, Jamie, Kim, be good to yourselves. That meant get the lobster and the steak. Come on. Not as I could be with my kids. No sodas at the table. When we are kids or families, we never let them order drinks. Hey, guys, welcome back. Hey, Greg. We never, they weren't allowed to have soda. Was, Dad, you'd figure three kids, that's another three, four, five bucks. Now their kids order salmon. <laughs> At 11 years old, salmon. Who knows what a salmon, my kids didn't even know what a salmon was. They had a hot dog or a burger choice or chicken fingers. Salmon. With lemons. But, but God, God wants us, to, Bob would say, he'd say, and you know, because you feel guilty, you know he's going to buy. And you don't want to be, you know, you know, over order. You say, well, honey, you want to split something? You know, that always means in our world, you order what I want and I'll order what I want. Then I get part of that and what I want. That's how we split a meal. It works great if you want to get large. So... <clears throat> Bob said, Jamie, I could just hear the voice of God telling his children, telling Jabez, be good to yourself. Ask me some big blessings. That's an invitation to trust that you have a father that's so generous. Now again, he's wise and we don't have to go down the road of spoiling children and blah, blah, blah. We'll get to that. But start with, ask big. Now, I'm not talking about big in a frivolous way, like, we praying for the peace of the world. Nah, pray for somebody in the world that needs peace. I don't want peace for the world. That's Jesus comes back. I want him to come back. Pray for that. But it's just such a nebulous prayer. You never know. But pray for one of your political enemies that they'll find peace with God. Have a start there. Put a name on your prayer. Blessings are just, Lord, bless my wife. Well, that's great, but what does she need? What do I sense God wants for each one of these prayer titles are like pathways to go down. They invite us to expand. Where do you need blessing? Well, I need to get out of this pain. I need to get this name I've been stuck with. I need to come out of this oppression I'm in. I need your prayer. I need your blessing, God. My wife needs your blessing. on My kids need your blessing. Not just go, oh, God, bless them. Unpack it. Tell God what you think they need as a blessing. And then if it's wrong, he'll correct you. Pray bigger this year than you've ever prayed before. Believe bigger this year than you ever prayed before and receive bigger than whatever God. We would have never got to that $70,000 without believing, praying, and asking big. We ask big. I have no, I had people like, huh? 70, huh? That's on top of our regular budget. It was an amazing phenomenon. We had checks coming in from people that live in other states that don't even come to church here. God just breathed on it. When you ask something that's already in his heart, where does that desire to get blessed come from? God put it in you because he wants you to be blessed.
Jesus came to give his life so that he could release the blessings of God. This is the gospel. It's called good news. Now, again, there's so many different. I'm not going down the path. All right, second, bless me a lot. Second, he says, enlarge my territory. I love this one. The opposite is, I'm stuck in a rut. Same day, different, or whatever, however they say it. It's not good. But anyway, I'm stuck in a rut. I'm stuck. I'm trapped in a pit. I'm surrounded. I'm crushed. I'm oppressed. I'm, 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 the opposite of that is enlarge my territory. Enlarge my opportunities. Tear down the walls that have been imposed on you this year from the enemy from your own fear, from your own unbelief. We sang that about that reckless love, about the fear being defeated, that no longer a slave to fear. A fear will keep you in bondage in a territory that says posted, no trespassing, into your future that God wants you in, but you can't get in it because fear put up a sign that you got to kick down and say, God, Expand my territory. I don't know what that's going to mean for you. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous prayer. Because that means you might have to do something to go get the land that he's given you. I wouldn't be, we wouldn't be here if God hadn't expanded our territory. If Jack Taylor hadn't prayed over me in the 80s. God knew at that time, I'm going to enlarge their territory and require them to move no, but who moves when you live within walking distance of the beach on Sanibel? When you can lay in your bed at night and hear the waves go, psh, psh. who leaves that to come to Cape Coral? Nobody. He had to drag me out of there. I kicked and screamed at claw marks all the way over the causeway. Who wanted to come to Cape Coral? But I wanted God to expand my borders. I wanted him to do it there. I begged and pleaded and did everything in my power for 17 years to expand my borders and never got past my little territory I was in. Because there's one thing we didn't do. Move. And we moved. And we loaded up the truck and we moved to Cape Coral. And so thankful I would have died there. That, that boundary would have become a coffin which the weird thing we talk about this all the time if you drive ever out on Sanibel and you drive by the church it's been sitting vacant ever since we left it how many years how many years ago we left in 78 79 not 70 that's when we came 79 we came here in 95 or 96 so when we shut the church down it sat how many years is that let's say it was 96 somebody with math smarter than I 23 years. It's just sat empty. It's for sale. It just it looks exactly like it did. The cross from the front of the church that we had our sign on is out in front of our building right here. And it just sits there. I can't explain it. All I know is that, that God said, I'm going to expand your territory and I wanted you to come to Cape Coral. And it, that was deeply challenging and all that. And we'll talk more about that as we get to. But, but when you stop taking new ground, no matter what age you are, 
Don't, you can't, you'll dry up, you'll, you'll, you'll live in the confinements of, of, of the enemy's limitations instead of God bless me a lot, God expand my borders. Ask him for that at work. Ask him for that in your marriage. Ask him for that in your finances. Ask him, but when you pray for more borders to be expanded, that equals more work to do. So just keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. To whom much is given, much is required. I just want the blessings. They come with responsibilities. Can I trust you with more? Can God trust you with more? We had a guy one time in the church, I'm thinking of Bob's stories, you know, and this guy's marriage wasn't his forte. And I don't know how many divorces he was, he was on next. And, and Bob looked at him one day and he said, you know what you need to do? You need to buy a plant. If you can keep that plant alive for three months, get a goldfish. And if you can keep the goldfish alive for three months, then get a cat or a dog. And at the end of the year, the cat, the dog hadn't run away, and you've still got the plant living in the goldfish, start thinking about dating. I thought, what? That was amazing. He didn't listen to him, went on to several more marriages. You've got to learn to be faithful in what God gives you to do now. Not someday, oh God, I promise I'll be good. I promise I'll be the best husband. Start now. Be the husband God wants you to be before you get the wife God's going to give you. Start now. Expand my territory. Third thing he asked for. Once he realizes, oh my gosh, God will bless me. God's going to enlarge me. Then he says, help. I need you, Lord. I need your hand. He said, I could just feel him starting to get over. Oh, it's a good night. He got overwhelmed. It's like, he's, he is, he's, he's going he's gonna to bless me. He's backing the dump truck up. Doot, doot, doot. There's a whole big giant load of blessing about to come on me. He's expanding my territory. God's giving me opportunities. I'm not sure which one. God, I need your hand on my life. It's not by my hand. It's not by my wisdom. It's not by my strength. I need your presence. I need your spirit. I need you, God. This prayer brings him back to God. It brings him back to needing God. He prayed his future into existence. What if God said to you that your future will be determined by your prayers? What if God just said that to you this morning? That your future is dependent upon what your prayers are going to be. You pray your future into, that's not making you God. Prayer is a surrender to who he is and what he wants in your life. Prayer isn't telling God what your future will be. It's believing God for what he's called your future to be. And God gives you the responsibility to pray it into existence. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my life. Thy will be done on earth as it is. And I want your will for my future. I don't want my fears to determine my future. I don't want my selfishness to determine my future. I don't want my doubt and unbelief to limit my future. I don't want to stand before God someday, and I know I will, 
And he'll take me into this warehouse and I'm just praying that it gets smaller. But this giant, giant Walmart-like warehouse. And he takes me in the building or one of the, the apostles or an angel or whatever. And he says, you see all these shelves loaded with supplies and boxes of blessing. And it got Jamie's name on them. But he never got to him because he didn't really ask and trust me to believe for those. He didn't unload those on his wife. He didn't unload those on his grandchildren. He didn't bring those to the church he could have brought. Because he limited me and he doubted me and he feared and, and he let anxiety rob him. And he let his own unworthiness dictate to what my heart wanted to give him. Instead of the goodness of my heart, not the worthiness of his. Blessings are never dependent on, am I deserving of them? Blessings are blessings. That's what they are. They're gifts. They're, they're, they're mercy drops. They're showers of blessings. So I need your hand, Lord. We want your hand on the vineyard this year. We're praying bold prayers for our church this year. We're praying our children's ministry doubles in size. There's not, we're not just goofing around with the elevator to goof around with it. We wanted a new beginning. We wanted new excitement. We want to see new laborers in the children's ministry. We want to see some men of God roll up their sleeves and go in and have a blast with those kids and women of God. We believe our youth ministry is going to double this year. High school, middle school, I want you to believe in, we believe God's going to enlarge us on every capacity. I, I don't know all that that means or what it looks like, and I'm not looking for more people and problems, but I am looking for the hand of God. The hand of God goes where the blessings of God are sent. And I want to walk knowing that it's the hand of God that's done this. When we look at that $71,000, we knew that that's the hand of God. We knew that that's the blessing of God. He enlarged our territory. He's given us Burundi church to just steward and love on and bless them. And I think God has more to give us like that. And then the final thing that, that Jabez prays, he says, the first is bless me a lot. Not just mercy drops, showers. More than I could ask or think. Enlarge my territory. What does that mean? I don't know. Is it employment related? Relational? Financial? Spiritual? Faith? Love? Capacity? Opportunities? I don't know. That's his, that's his to do. Yours is to ask. Put your hand on us, Lord. And then finally, he prays that God frees him from his name. And he says, and Lord, keep me from harm or pain so that I may be free from pain. He's not praying for a tear-free existence. We'd all love that. He's praying for the, 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 what sin does to us and evil to harm us, to hurt us. And hurting people hurt other people. He's saying, God, keep me. As, as a husband, I would pray, God, keep me from the, the sins and the selfishness and the evil that would hurt my wife. Keep me from my name, Lord. Keep me from the propensities of my name and the, and the, 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 the pollution of my name. Redeem it, Lord, that I can be more honorable than my brothers. Uh, that not in a prideful, I'm better than anybody, but just God in his mercy put his hand on us and he lifted us up keep me from temptation Jesus said it this way when you pray the Lord's prayer lead us not into temptation 
but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom of power. We're praying in this prayer for protection because it's a snaky world out there. It's evil doesn't want you blessed. Evil doesn't want you expanded. Evil doesn't want the hand of God on your life. Evil doesn't want you free from harm and evil. And I think it's a powerful prayer to pray. Every one of my friends that I pray for, I send them notes saying, this is the prayer I'm praying for you this year. I'm praying for my wife every day. Do you know what it would do to your marriage if you just took this prayer for your spouse and prayed it every day? I'm not just saying, Lord, bless Kim and expand her territory and Lord, put your hand on her and Lord, keep her from harm and that she won't have pain. Now, that's fine. But expand it a little bit. Bless her, Lord. Show her your favor in a new way. Let your joy pour down upon her. Oh, God, let her just be filled with your, your dance and let her be filled with the wonder of who you are. Bless her more than she could contain. And expand her borders, God, the things that you have for her, the things that you put in her heart. These are the things. You start praying that for your spouse? Whew! You're going to have a good marriage. Not easy but good. And God, I love the end of this. It, it just feel the weight as, it, as he's started in pain. He's grabbed a hold of God and cried out. He's asked these bold, audacious, visionary, passionate, generous blessings he's asked. And it ends with this. Verse 10 says, and God granted his request. You know why? Because nothing honors God more than answering his children's prayers. Nothing. Because what did you do to get it? I ask. There's no bragging in that. There's no bragging in that God's blessed me a lot and expanded my territories, put his hand on me, kept me from harm. Glory to his name. Or as they say in Espanol, Gloria a Dios. It's God's glory to answer prayers. You don't want to get to that, that big warehouse. You want it to be empty shelves. Well, I asked, well, I, I wore him out on that. My grand, I don't have a whole shelf on grandkid blessings they could have had, but I didn't cry out to God for them. I think unasked, you know, it's, it's like they have that whole warehouse in, in every state, unclaimed whatever. And, and they say every one of us has something there. I don't know what, you know, something you, you forgot, checked it, didn't, whatever. That's nothing compared to, we didn't, you didn't have much because you didn't ask much. Simple. I didn't do much because you didn't expect much. Simple. You doubted me. You limited me. You treated me like I was a miser father, not a generous dad. You, 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 you asked me like I had to be talked into being kind and good to you when I sent my son to die on a cross so that you could have the windows of heaven open to you, that you could come into my very presence. The Jabez prayer is the life of Jesus. As Jesus took our pain, as Jesus brought the Father's blessing, as Jesus blew off the doors of our prison cell, 
It's Jesus that put his hand of his spirit on us. And Jesus removed our pain of the wages of sin that is death. The Jabez prayer is the cross. It's the kingdom of God. And I just go and exhort you. What would happen to a church? I, I, I just... I just want to see what God's going to do if we start praying as a church. Start praying for Kim and I. This prayer. Pray it. Believe it. Pray for our kids, our family. Pray for the children's ministry. Pray for the worship team. Pray for the youth. Pray for the Thursday night. That God would blow it out. This is a breakout year. The enemy came in with an outbreak for the last two years. And he's done his best. But I'm going to tell you something, we haven't seen God at his best. Because we haven't asked God to be at his best. We haven't believed God to be at his best. We haven't seen God at his best. When he puts on his robe, he ain't just putting on his writs. Our God is an awesome God, as the song says. When he rolls up his sleeves and God goes to work in our lives. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And it's not a, you know, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. And I don't want to go off on all the warnings. Let's get blessed first. Then he'll prune the plant. And it will. The most blessed man in the Bible, arguably, Kim brought this out. I would have argued for Abraham. But really, arguably, the most blessed man in the Bible is Job. And nobody walked through more pain than he did. But God blessed the latter end of his life greater than the beginning. Doubled him up on everything. Everything. God's good even when it's painful and it's hard and when you're going through difficulties. So, church, are you with us? So you got a little card in there. It's got a little calendar on it. It's yours. Just to start with 30 days. If this isn't Christian magic, it's not if I say it 10 times, it might happen. It's get a hold of the God that loves the blessed. Talk to Jesus and ask him big because you trust him. This isn't some good luck charm. This is encountering the God who is generous and kind and filled with blessings. This is a God that's already expanded some of your territories and you can't even see it. You're so stuck where you are, you can't see. Blew off the door. Get your head out of the ground. Look around. You got opportunities all around you. Stop staring at the hole you were in. Stop letting pain and failure and heartache define you and limit you because Jesus has come to take our pain, take our sorrows, and take our griefs. And I say, glory be to his name. What a God that Jabez met. And God answered his request. Then you go back to the beginning, and Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Why? Because God answered his request. You have not because you ask not. What would happen if we start asking in faith and believing big? Let's see. Can God trust us with more? Let's see. Let's see. Let's pray together. Honey, come on up. I just think it's a new year. This prayer of Jabez is the heart of Jesus. And if you've not experienced this kind of loving God and you've never surrendered your life to Christ... What a, what a wonderful day to do it in. To say, Lord, bless me with the greatest gift. The Lord Jesus Christ to come into my life and forgive my sins. It's the only way to have a new beginning. It's with the blessing of the good news of Jesus. 
He will expand your territory and in eternity. He'll put his hand on you. He'll remove the pain of your sins and the griefs that you've borne and the guilt and the shame. Jesus, come be Lord of my life. Just invite him if you've never done that. If you've never done that. Lord, if there's people here that, that need to seal the deal with you today, this second day of 2022, Lord, would you give them the courage to take a bold stand? Maybe they're online listening, Lord. And they can bow their head in their own room or wherever they're at. And say, it's time for a new beginning and stop being trapped by the enemy saying God's mad at them. If Jabez learned anything, he learned he had a God that wasn't mad at him. If you think God's mad at you, you're not going to pray big. You're not going to believe big. If you believe God's angry and unhappy at you, you can't have this kind of boldness that Jabez has. He's not mad. He loves you. He loves you. The things in your life that don't please him, that's different, and he'll help you with that. Lord, give courage to those that need to stand today or online to let us know that they've said yes to you, Jesus, as Lord. Just in, in closing here, if, if you prayed that prayer with me, and it's time for a new beginning, not by your power, but you just said yes to Jesus and something you've never done and surrendered to him. I want to invite you where you're seated. Just stand and say, I say yes to Jesus as my Lord. So the Bible says, if we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth that Christ is Lord. We want to ring a bell and celebrate if someone has a new beginning this day. And if you're online and you did that, please send us a note. Let us know. We'll celebrate with you. Anybody who want to take that stand today, be bold. I'm not trying to embarrass you. We want to celebrate with you. I say yes to Jesus as my Lord. And I'm, we're praying. Someone had a word in the first service. That what, four times the, times the amount we rang the bell. I don't know the number yet. That they believe God said you need to pray for this church to ring this bell four times what we did last year. But that won't happen if God's people aren't aren't praying. Expand our territory. Part of that will be meeting people, opportunities to invite them to come and experience God's love. All right, let's all stand. You have anything you want to say? Let's worship Him together.